last week we learned about the signs that Moshe was instructed to do for the Jewish people. The Oisos, which Hashem gave him for Klai Yisrael, and we saw the message in that. And the first of those signs is Moshe was meant to take a stick and throw it on the ground and it turned into a nachosh. It became a snake. Now if we look in this week's parasha, parasha Sveira, so Hashem tells Moshe and Aaron, and He says, when Pari asks you for a moifes, so Hashem says, tell Aaron, take your stick and throw it on the ground before Pari, and it will become a tannin. A tannin is a sea snake. So this is not the same thing that Moshe did with his stick for the Jewish people. There it became a snake, a nachosh. Whereas here, in the case of Aaron throwing a stick before Paroi, it became a tannin. It became a sea serpent. And the miracle that Moshe did for the Jewish people, the lesson that the Jewish people were meant to learn from that, like we learned last week, is that Moshe was meant to hold the stick by, or the snake by its tail, and at that stage it would revert to being a stick. The nace, in the case of the stick of iron by Paroi, was after iron had thrown his stick to the ground and it became a tiny. We see that the Egyptians also threw their sticks to the ground and they also became Taninim. But Aaron's staff swallowed theirs. Now, this idea might look like a very small, let's say, diktuk, a very small diuk in the Pasuk. The difference between the Tanin and the Nachosh, the difference between the Moshe stick and Aaron stick. But if we pay attention to this, we will see that the Torah, so to speak, returns to this diuk a number of times. For example, after Parah didn't accept the sign that he was shown, so it's time to start delivering the Makkas. And Hashem says to Moshe to go out to Parah and meet him in the river in the morning and warn him about the first Makkah, the Makkah of Dam. And Hashem says to him, Go to Parah in the morning. And he's going out to the water, you'll meet him on the banks of the river. And the stick that became a snake, you should take in your hand. Whose stick is that? Whose stick became a nachosh? Moshe's stick. Shashem tells Moshe, Moshe, take your stick with you. And say to him, Hashem says, send me to tell you, let my people go, and they'll serve me, and you haven't listened. And therefore, Hashem says, but this you will know that I'm Hashem, I'm going to hit with the stick in my hand on the waters of the Yor, of the Nile, and it will turn into blood. So the Torah has made it very clear which stick is being referred to. Now what actually happened? Let's look in the next passage. Hashem says to Moshe, Emel Aaron, Speak to Aaron. And he says to him, Take your stick. 
So he's talking to Aaron. And he tells Aaron, take your stick. And raise your hand above all the waters of Egypt. The rivers, the canals, the lakes. So this is Aaron's stick. Moshe and Aaron do what Hashem instructed them. He raised his stick. He hit the water. And the waters of the river turned to dumb. So whose stick was being used? In the warning to Paroi, Moshe took his stick and the warning was if it's because you haven't listened, I'm going to hit the water with the stick in my hand. Afterwards, Hashem tells Moshe, tell Aaron to raise your Aaron stick above the waters of Mitzrayim. What actually happens? Both sticks are used. Vayorim b'mata. He raised his mata. That was Hashem's instruction to raise your mata. And then, Vayachis hit He hit the water. That was what Moshe said previously, that he'll hit the water with his stick. What was the difference? So the Nativ in the Pirish and the Chumash, Emek Dover, explains that there was a difference between iron stick which was raised by the waters of Egypt, and as a result, all the waters of Egypt looked like blood. Looked like blood. Whereas Moshe's stick hit the water, and the Nile River became blood. It became blood, and therefore we see all the fish in the Nile died. Now, that doesn't mean Moshe was the one to hit with his stick. We know that Moshe had a chorus of to the water. It meant Moshe's stick was used to hit the river, the Nile with. Okay, that's the first marker. We come to the Makkah of frogs, the second Makkah. And here also Hashem tells Moshe, tell Aaron, raise your stick above the water. The Pasuk says, Emel Aaron, etayis yotcho b'matecho, raise your hand with your stick. On the Nahoris of the Oriv al-Agamim, again, all the water bodies of Egypt, and it will bring up the frogs. Again, the same action, Aaron's stick being raised above the waters of Mitzrayim, and that's what brings the frogs. And the third Makkah. Again, raise your hand with your stick. Raise the stick. And hit the land, the, the dust of the land, and it will become nice. So the first three Makkahs, Dam and Tzvadeh and Kinim, are all brought about through iron stick. Much later on in the passion, when we get to the Makkah of Barod, the Makkah of the Hail, so now Hashem tells Moshe, Vayem Hashem el Moshe, Netayis Yod Chol HaShemayim, Raise your hand to the Shemayim, Vayet Moshe Esmatayu Al HaShemayim, Moshe raises his stick to the Shemayim. And then after that, the next week's passion when it comes to the locusts, once again, Moshe is the one to cause it, and then once again through his stick. And that brought the locusts. 
Okay, so we've analyzed a number of psukim, and we've seen an interesting thing. There was Moshe with his stick, Aaron with his stick. Aaron's trick was instrumental in bringing about the plagues of blood, frogs, lice, by being raised over the land of Egypt, or the waters of Egypt. Moshe's stick, by being raised to the heavens, brought about the plague of the Barod, the hail, and the plague of the locusts. And besides that, Moshe's stick was also used in hitting the river at the beginning, which turned the river into blood. Moshe's stick became a snake. Aaron's stick, Aaron's stick became a tanya. A sea serpent. What's the significance? What's the meaning of Moshe's stick? What's the meaning of Aaron's stick? And what was the job each of them was meant to be doing? So let's start with the principle. The principle which has been mentioned here before. And that is, there were two primary positions of importance, so to speak, within Klai Yisrael. The one was the position of the leader, the position of Moshe Rabbeinu, the position of the one who gave us the Torah. The second was the position of the Kohen God, the one responsible for the Rabbeinu. So yes, the two positions corresponding to two of the three pillars upon which the world rests. But there's a very interesting difference between these two positions. Moshe Rabbeinu's role as the Navi, as the one who gave us the Torah, was to represent Hashem. Ki'ilu Moshe was the Shriach of Hashem. He was sent by Hashem to instruct the Jewish people, to redeem the Jewish people, to lead the Jewish people, to exhort us about punishments for Shem Hashem. Moshe was the Shriach on behalf of Hashem. And that was his position as the one to give us the Torah. So to speak, he was representing Hashem when Kaishal said, you speak to us and Hashem won't speak to us because we can't live and survive the experience. So that's Moshe's position. Moshe is the Shriach of Hashem. The Kohen Gadol is exactly the opposite. He's the one lighting the menorah and bringing the Karbanas and burning the Keteris which are the jobs of Klai Yisrael. And therefore the Kohen Gadol stands in the opposite capacity. He stands as the representative of Klai Yisrael to serve Hashem. Yes, I know there's a Machlokis in the Gemara, Kedushin and Nadarim, if the Kohenim are Shluch Didan or Shluch Rachmana, but that's in the capacity of bringing a private person's carbon. But for sure, when they bring in the carbonas Klai Yisrael need to bring, they're there to represent Klai Yisrael. Now, therefore, if Aaron's job is to represent Hashem, and, uh, sorry, Moshe's job is to represent Hashem, and Aaron's job is to represent Klai Yisrael, so when they both come to Paroi, they're coming with a united message, but from two different perspectives. Moshe is coming as the representative of Hashem. Hashem says to you, Paroi, let the Jewish people go. And if you refuse, if you refuse, then you're going to be punished. And Moshe is going to be the agent to bring about that punishment. Aaron was coming from a different point of view. Pirate thought himself to be divine. 
Pharaoh thought himself to be supernatural. Pharaoh thought himself to be way above the level of the Jewish people. And therefore, Aaron's job was to challenge Pharaoh and show him he's not as great as he thinks. So once again, Moshe's job is to punish Pharaoh, Hashem Hashem, for Pharaoh's defiance and not listening to Hashem. Aaron's job is to show Pharaoh, so to speak, to reduce his gaiva, to his feeling of himself as being so overly important, having some hidden spiritual latent power, whatever it's going to be, and to debunk that notion. Therefore, when at the beginning, Moshe and Aaron sent to Paroi, the sign to show Paroi, which Aaron does, he throws his stick on the ground and it becomes a tannin, not a snake. Why? Because that's what Paroi called himself. In the after of this week's parasha, the Novi Yechezkel addresses Paroi and he says, Daba v'amarta, koya mar Hashem alaykim. So says Hashem. Chinani alecho Paroi me'ach mitzrayim. I'm setting myself against the Paro king of Egypt. Hatanim Hagodol The big Tanim who rests in his river. Paro felt he had jurisdiction over the river. We've spoken about this before. Mitzrayim had been in the grip of a crushing famine. As had been predicted. Yosef had told Paro there's going to be seven years of starvation. The first year was so bad that the populace of Mitzrayim had sold all their possessions for food. The second year had been so bad that the nation of Egypt had sold themselves and their ground. They had become slaves. And there are five years left to go and there's nothing left to sell. And then, and then Yaakov Avinu comes down to Mitzrayim. And Yaakov gives Pari a bracha that you will go down to the Nile and the Nile River will rise up to meet you. Now in terms of Egypt, that's the key to the solution. There's no rainfall in Egypt. What causes irrigation is the water source is where the Nile floods its banks and allows the, water, the ground to become saturated with water and the crops to grow. And therefore Pyro going down to the Nile brought up the water and that's ends the famine. The fields of Egypt have once again been irrigated and the crops can once again grow. And therefore Pyro thinks, I'm divine. There was a prophecy of a seven-year famine and I brought it to an end. And every time Egypt needed water, Pyro had to go down to the river and bring up the waters that ended the drought. That was a source of Egyptian prosperity. True, this was all Yaakov's bracha. But Parah conveniently forgot that aspect. He just saw the part of it, of his own, so to speak, part, role to play, and therefore he considered himself something of a god. I control the river. As the Pasuk says there in Yeshua, the river is mine. And therefore, Parah saw himself as a tiny, as a snake of the river. 
as being in control of the river. Just as the historical anecdote, the crowns of the pharaohs had, had a sea serpent on it. That was their symbol. And therefore Aaron throws his stick to the ground and it becomes a tanim. This is a challenge to Paro. I've created a tanim. And Paro takes up the challenge. He, his ministers, even his children, according to the Midrash, could throw sticks to the ground and they could become taninim as well. A message to Aaron. Don't think you've cornered the market and creating taninim. But Aaron shows the superiority of his tanim over theirs. His stick swallows their sticks. So that was the challenge to Parry. Parry, you think yourself as supernatural, you think yourself as all-powerful. Even the time you can create can get swallowed by irons. But Parry didn't take the lesson. And therefore, Hashem begins to bring the Makkas. Now, there were a number of different lessons to be learned from the Makkas. But one of the first lessons Parry had to learn was you're not as strong as you think and Hashem is stronger than you are and therefore it's given the challenge Aaron's matter brings the matter down Para's sorcerers can also bring down Aaron's matter brings frogs Para's sorcerers can also bring frogs Aaron's matter brings lice and now Paras sorcerers fall short. We can see defeat. That was the point of matter Aaron. The point of matter Aaron was, so to speak, to reduce the gaiva of, of Paras. To show that he can't compete. And yes, all those first three Makas, which was an ongoing challenge with Paras until eventually Paras gave in, that was the work of Mata Aaron. Mata Moshe came for a different reason. Mata Moshe came to punish. And therefore, every Makkah which presented a threat to human life was called a punishment, as Zara Chaim says. And therefore, the fact that water could look like blood that Aaron could do as a challenge to the sources of Pharaoh could do it as well. But to hit the Nile and turn the water into actual blood and therefore as a result that was so to speak there was nothing to drink. The Egyptian irrigation had come to an end. Someone should destroy their agriculture. That was a punishment. And therefore to hit the water had to be done with the matter of Moshe. To raise one's hand to the heavens to cause something to change Aaron could do. Aaron's stuff. But to hit the water as a punishment to Mitzrayim then it to be daft the matter of Moshe. Similarly, the plague of hail and the plague of the locusts were what destroyed the food supply of Mitzrayim. Everything left outside, whether man, beast or plant, was crushed by the hail. And even the soft plants which survived the hail were eaten by the locusts. That was a punishment for Mitzrayim, they lost their food supply. As the slaves of Pirate tell him themselves, Have you not yet worked out that Mitzrayim is lost, Mitzrayim is destroyed? And those were brought with the matter of Moshe. Those were brought with the staff of Moshe because that was the matter which brought punishment. 
And if you understand this principle, then let's look to see another time in the Torah where the matter of Moshe features. And another time in the Torah where the matter of Aaron features. At the end of Pashas B'Shalach, when Klai Yisrael need water, Hashem tells Moshe to provide water for them by striking the rock. But Hashem gives an instruction like this. Hashem says to him, Take with you the staff you used to hit the river. That was the staff of Moshe. And why did that staff have to be used? Rashi says, it's quoting Chazal, Yisrael stole the matter of Moshe as a matter which brought punishment, which it did. And therefore they thought that it can't be used for anything else. Says Hashem to Moshe, take that staff. Hit the rock and will bring forth water. Now you can see it's not just used for punishment. It can be used to provide bracha as well. Because the part of the matter Moshe, the part it has to play, is when Moshe is acting as a shliach of Hashem, then the matter is, so to speak, acting shlichus, to do what Hashem wants it to do. And therefore that matter was meant to be to punish. And that same matter can now be used to bring forth water. That's where we meet the matter of Moshe again. And where do we meet the matter of Aaron? A long, long time later. In Pasha's Korach, when there was a challenge to the Kohona, who's the true coin? Who's Hashem chosen to do the Avodah? So the Nasim of all the tribes are given the test. Take your matter and put it in front of the Aaron HaKodesh and the matter will prove who Hashem has chosen to be the coin. The Pasuk says in Pasha's Korach, when it talks about this test that they were given to them, and it says there, take Shlemos or Matos, Veshem Aaron Tichtoiv al Mate Levi. And what happened? The sticks were left in overnight. And in the morning, Moshe brought the sticks out. And Parach Mate Aaron. Aaron's stick had blossomed, had brought forth almonds, leaves. And that proved that Aaron was meant to be the coin. And this again was, again was a manifestation of the stick of Aaron. When it was just like when there was a challenge from Paroi to the supremacy of Hashem or Klai Yisrael, Aaron's stick was used to show Paro his limitation. Same thing here when there's a challenge to the Kahuna. It was iron stick which proved to Hashem had chosen to be the coin. These are the roles of the sticks. But they also parallel the roles, the two primary roles of the Jewish people of Moshe and Aaron. Moshe, the Nosen Torah. When that capacity was the shliach of Hashem. And Aaron, the coin Godel. When that capacity was the shliach of Klai Yisrael. One last point. There's a difference between a ois and a moiface. When Hashem told Moshe 
to throw a stick to the ground and it became a snake. He called it an ice. You'll do ice ice with the stick. When Hashem told Aaron to throw a stick on the ground and it turned into a tannin, he called it a moi face. What's the difference between them? An ice is a sign of something. And therefore, the ice was a sign that this is what Hashem was trying to show the Jewish people. That was what was given to Moshe. A Moephus is a miracle, something wondrous, something which can't be explained. That was a sign for Pari. Something that you can't do. Something which has no explanation in your world. And therefore Moshe brought the ice and Aaron brought the Moephus. Together, those are the two lessons which Pari was meant to learn.